My name's Livy Miller and I interviewed Cathy Cassidy at the Bath Children's Literature Festival. I interviewed her with my sister Abby and my friend Ellie. I hope you enjoy this clip. Did you ever break the school uniform rules like Joey and Driftwood? I wish I had. I didn't really break the school uniform rules quite like that. I think the idea for Joey from Driftwood actually came from my daughter because at the time when I was writing Driftwood, she was she was about 10, I think, and she was actually breaking the school uniform rules all the time. She would go in to school, just to primary school, wearing all sorts of really strange things. One day she'd have knee-length stripy socks and the teacher would say, don't come back tomorrow looking like that. And then, so the following day, she'd leave the socks uh, alone, but go in wearing a big bat headdress or something, you know, from Halloween, something like that. And the teacher would say, don't come back looking like that tomorrow. So that every single day, she had to try and come up with a new way to outwit the teacher. And every time the teacher got the better of her, really. So I thought, almost as a present for my daughter, I would write a character who managed to stay one step ahead of the teachers all the time. And that's really where the idea for Joey from Driftwood came from. I really like writing about rebellious characters, but I wasn't quite like that when I was at school, sadly. What was your worst punishment you had for daydreaming? I think the punishments always used to be things, when when I was at school, they were always things like either detention, that was probably the worst, because you might get kept in at break or at lunchtime, and sometimes after school if you'd been really you know, daydreaming a lot, but usually it was things like lines, and I must have written about a thousand million times, I must not daydream in class, which, you know, I think the teachers thought that if you wrote it out often enough, maybe you'd stop doing it, but it never really worked for me. <laughs> Couldn't help it. What made you want to be a writer? I think that goes right back to the daydreaming thing, really, because mm. I, from a very, very early age, I've been addicted to daydreaming and just couldn't quite help it. And for me, the daydreaming was all about making up a story in your head. So when I was maybe about eight or nine, I realised that if you wrote the story down and maybe showed the teacher, you might not get into quite so much trouble for, for the daydreaming. So um, it's a way really of sharing daydreaming with, with other people. So that became quite fun. And I, I really like the idea of trying to get the daydream pinned down on paper and trying to create a story from it. So the whole writing thing really came from that. But also, again, when I was about nine, I remember going to see the film The Railway Children. I don't know if any of you have ever actually seen that film, but it's about a family living um, in the first part of the last century in London. They're quite well off. They have a lovely life. Everything's great for them. And then something awful happens and the dad is accused of something he didn't do and he gets sent to prison. And that leaves the mum and three children with no real income, no way of looking after themselves. And they have to go and live in a little cottage in Yorkshire. And the mum has to try and find a way to make some money. And her, the way that she thinks up to actually create some money to, to keep the family is that she becomes a writer. And every time she sells a short story to a magazine, she goes and buys cream buns for the family. Mm -hmm. And I remember at the age of nine, that made a really big impression on me. I remember thinking, daydreaming? stories, cream buns. That's the job that I want to do. So that was really where the idea of being a writer came from. Is your family as embarrassing as Jude's in Sunday Girl? That's an unfair question to ask, really. I think um, certainly when I was about 12 and through my teens, I definitely thought I had a very embarrassing family. My dad was quite eccentric all of his life and would just do do random things that you know he thought were perfectly normal but other people might see as embarrassing so 
Um, it didn't matter who might be visiting or which of my friends around. He would just go along in his own sweet way. I won't even tell you the things he did, but he was just quite odd. He didn't really mean to be embarrassing, but he just did his own thing. And I learned to love that in later life because I think I think everybody should definitely do their own thing. But certainly at 12, I found it a bit embarrassing. I think one of the ironic things about it, though, is that these days my children think that they have the most embarrassing family in the world. That's a little bit mean because I remember a couple of years ago I was at the Edinburgh Book Festival and um, somebody in the audience asked what my next book was going to be about and at the time that book was um, going to be Sunday Girl. So I asked the audience sitting there whether anybody there had an embarrassing family and two hands shot up in the front row before I'd even finished speaking and they belonged to my children. That seemed really unfair. So I think that's kind of something everybody goes through when you're growing up, you sort of think you have an embarrassing family. And parents probably owe it to their children to be as embarrassing as possible, just to get their own back. Do you illustrate your own books? Okay, that's a great question because I did actually go to art school and train to be an illustrator and I worked for a lot of my adult life as an illustrator, but I don't do the covers for my books. Um, a fantastic artist at Puffing called Sarah Flavel does those covers and I don't think I could get them anywhere near as brilliant as she does. But inside, inside the books, um, there's usually a little black and white illustration at the top of each chapter and I do those um, pictures at the moment. And I am just working on a new series for younger readers for sort of 7 to 11 age group. And those books are called Daisy Star, or the series will be called Daisy Star. And I'm doing the illustrations for the inside of those books and also have a bit of an input into the covers as well. So kind of yes and kind of no. Sort of don't usually do the covers, but I do the inside bits. When's your birthday? My birthday is the 13th of June. I'm not telling you the date though, but it's long, long ago in the mists of time. Um, your book Lucky Star is written from the point of view of a boy. Do you think you'll write more from the perspective of a boy? Yeah, I think it was really interesting to write from a boy's viewpoint, and especially because Mouse, the character that I was writing about, really he's one of my favourite characters, and it was great to actually step into his shoes and see what it might be like to be that person. Also, it was really a response to lots and lots of requests from boys all around the country and beyond to actually write something from a boy's viewpoint. And although I wasn't sure how it would turn out, I really did enjoy it. It was a bit of a challenge, but it didn't seem too difficult to get inside the head of, of somebody very kind of chaotic and crazy like Mouse. So I did enjoy it. And I think I certainly would have another go at writing books from a boy's viewpoint. I know for a fact that none of my girl readers have any problem reading about about a 14-year-old boy or something written from the viewpoint of a 14-year-old boy. They all fell for mouse 100%, so that was no problem. The next couple of books are going to be from a girl's viewpoint, but certainly will go back to a boy's viewpoint at some point. What did you want to be when you were a child? I think from a really early age, I... If, if you'd asked me that when I was even eight or nine or ten, I would definitely have said I want to be a writer. And I probably would have tacked on to the end of it, or an artist, because I loved art at school as well. And sometimes my teachers used to think that was a really silly thing to want to be, and they used to laugh a little bit and say that I shouldn't really want to be things like that. I should want to be something sensible, you know, like work in a shop or an office. But um, I think whatever your dream is, whatever kind of thing you want to be in life, you should actually follow your dream and go for it. Because um, if you really want to do something and you work hard enough, you can actually make it happen. Which is your favourite book? 
favourite book that I've written or that somebody else has written? My favourite book that I've written at the moment is Ginger Snaps. I think that's because it's the newest one, because it's always really exciting to see a big pile of typed manuscript, you know, turn into a real proper book with a fantastic cover and illustrations and all that kind of thing. So it's just quite exciting, but also because I really like the characters in Ginger Snaps. I love the character of Sam. He's almost my new favourite character. He's this really crazy boy who plays the saxophone all the time, even sometimes during lessons at school. And he has an addiction for wearing unusual hats and is always cooking up new new bands that he thinks he might start and become famous, but he never quite, never quite works. He never does quite become famous. But he's quite an eccentric character and quite interesting, so I really like Sam. How do you think of the titles for your books? The titles for the books usually come first, actually. It's it's really interesting because um, it's almost as though the whole of the story grows from the titles. And certainly the books that I'm planning for, for the future, they're, they don't exist as very much except except a title at the moment and maybe a couple of, a couple of lines of, of how I might kind of expand that idea. The rest of the planning of the book all takes place as daydreaming in my head, but um, you kind of get a phrase that just seems really interesting and really good. And from that, the whole of the story can unravel and develop. So the title for me is really important. Very occasionally, um, my publishers will change the title at the end when I've actually finished writing the book. And that feels really strange because you're so used to it being being the title that you thought up in the first place but usually they're right and you know I, I almost always get used to the new title and think yes they're right that's better than the one that I thought of so I'm lucky to have such clever publishers really. What's your favourite girl character? Oh that's tricky I think my favourite girl character would probably be somebody like Scarlet. I seem to really like the very rebellious naughty characters um, they're just really appealing and it probably goes back to the fact that I wasn't quite like that when I was at school I, I kind of you know apart from the getting into trouble for daydreaming I tried to stick to the rules pretty much um, but probably always had had ideas of how fantastic and wonderful it would be to be a bit bit more rebellious and crazy so it was really loads and loads of fun to write about characters like Scarlet or Joey Donovan the ones that kind of even Cat in Lucky Star, the, the characters who really push the boundaries a little bit. I would probably would say Scarlet, but I've got a soft spot for Dizzy as well because she was the first character really that I created. And certainly the quiet daydreamy characters like Dizzy and Indigo are the ones that are closest to me really. They're kind of more like what I'm actually like. How do you get into like the heads of the girl characters and write from a teenager's point of view so well? Okay, that's a really good question too. I don't really know how it happens, but I know that's probably, however it happens, that's why I want to write for your age group. That's why I want to write about those characters because always all of the time I'm actually writing about things I really care about. I think probably the daydreaming thing helps an awful lot because you're creating a character who might be based a little bit on somebody you've seen or somebody you might have met at, at some point in the past but also you, you're kind of adding all sorts of extra stuff into that character until they become very real to you in your imagination. I could tell you all sorts of things about all of those characters that, that doesn't appear in the book. You know, I might know what their favourite their favorite food is, what, what their favourite colour is, all sorts of extra things that might not make it onto the page. 
So when I actually start to write the book, it's not that difficult to, to really step inside their skin and try to imagine how it feels to be like that. You're kind of, it's, it's a little bit as though you're becoming an actor or an actress and becoming a whole different person. And you see things with their viewpoints. So if I'm writing in the voice of Scarlet, you know, I really can be probably for the first time ever that really rebellious, naughty girl and have all that fun and do all those those awful things. And that's great. It's brilliant. It's I think that's what the daydreaming thing does. If you create a character like that and then you begin to write in, in the voice of that character as though that really is you, you kind of almost feel those things. You see things the way she would see them. All of those things become very real. I love that. It's it's almost like a little bit of magic, I think. But I, the daydreaming definitely, definitely helps to make it real for me. And certainly writing from the point of view, you know, first person, present tense, as though everything's actually happening right now, makes it very immediate and vivid and direct. If you could, which book would you like to make into a film? Oh, wow. I don't know. I'd, I'd love to see any of them really become a film. I used to think Dizzy would make a brilliant film because it's got lots of colour, colourful background or sort of traveller festival stuff going on. I think that Scarlet might make quite an interesting film as well with the loch and the horse and all the lovely things like that. Quite, quite a bit of magic going on in that story. I think that books like Lucky Star would be great as well. Maybe not a film, but perhaps TV or something because there's so many important things going on in that book and it's quite, you know, it's a scary dramatic story that a lot of kids I think would get pulled into if they, if they could actually see it happening in front of them again some good visuals in that in that story but actually there's a story I'm writing at the moment called Angel Cake this is going to be my next book and it'll be published next July and one of the things that happens in Angel Cake is is that the girl the main girl character turns a corner and actually sees a boy wearing angel wings standing on the corner of the street handing out cakes to people for free and I, I've just written that bit really, and I love that whole image of, of this teenage boy giving out free cakes and wearing white angel wings. And it's a bit of a mystery about what is what is actually going on, what's happening. But I think that would look fantastic in a movie as well. So maybe it's maybe it's the book I haven't written yet. I don't know. <laughs> Please get in touch if you're listening. If you're anything to do with movies, <laughs> oh, that would be great. Was there ever a boy like Sam from Ginger Snaps in your school? No, I really, really wish there had been a boy like Sam from Ginger Snaps in my school. The boys in my school were a bit of a letdown in some ways. They kind of, they didn't play the saxophone, or at least not in public. They didn't wear very cool hats. They didn't, you know, they didn't seem to be involved in bands or doing anything wonderful. I seem to be creating a whole stream of boy characters to make up for the teenage boys that I knew when I was that age, because they weren't quite as, as interesting or unusual. I did have some good boy friends when I was a teenager, but they were just friends and they weren't kind of, you know, I, I just think I would have really liked to meet some really unusual, really interesting and, and crazy characters perhaps. But life for me as a teenager was kind of a bit, a bit uneventful, a bit unexciting. And um, I'm pretty sure that those boys were out there, but I just didn't come across them. Maybe sometimes that happens. You don't look in quite the right places to find to find the right friends. I definitely know those boys are out there now because I've met lots lots of boys and girls with all sorts of really interesting things about them. And sometimes, I mean, character like Sam, it's very easy for Ginger's best friend, Shannon, to dismiss him as completely mad and not cool at all. You know, there's nothing that Shannon really likes about Sam. 
But as the story unfolds, you see that he's really a very interesting, cool character. But you could see him in, you know, in either way. So sometimes look beyond somebody who might look a bit odd and geeky and see what's behind that. And that's maybe where the most interesting people might be found. Did you ever write mini stories when you were a child? I think the first thing I wrote was probably when I was about eight. I wrote what I thought was a book for my little brother. And it was about a very giant, a kind of very, very tall sunflower. And I remember trying to make it very, very, as much like a book as I could, really. I remember sticking sellotape down the spine. I did all the illustrations with felt tip pen and tried to make my writing as much like print as possible. And I gave it to my brother and he had it kind of shredded by the end of the week, really, which is what happens when you give a, a one-year-old a book. But anyway, that was the first attempt. And then, you know, all the usual kind of stories that you might write for school. But by the time I was about 12, I actually started writing short stories and trying to send them away to get them published. And I had a favourite magazine called Jackie Magazine back then. And I would send off a story probably every three or four weeks to Jackie magazine hoping that they would eventually weaken and publish one of them but they actually just sent lots and lots of very polite letters back saying no thank you they're not quite not quite right for us so I did actually train myself as a teenager to write short stories and although nothing actually got published until I was 16 it was brilliant training for learning how to make a short story and that would be my best advice for anybody out there who wants to be a writer don't try starting off by writing a book because a book can be like 200 pages plus and it's a huge thing to take on you know when you're when you're younger i would wait until you kind of have a bit more stamina and, and are a bit older but start off trying to get the short story thing sorted because if you can get a good short story with a good beginning a good middle and a strong ending that's what really it's a fantastic basis for everything that comes after that concentrate on a short story with good characters good dialogue etc when you've got that then you can try and make longer stories later on what other tips would you give to girls that want to write books right for a start my best tips probably are all on the website so if you wanted all of the tips you could go to my website go to the you section of my website the website is kathycassidy.com go to the you section which is all about you the reader and then on that section you'll find a page called writers workshop that's got all my tips for young writers on it it also has a competition for short stories and poetry that runs all the time so that's a great way to actually get yourself started and get focused but if i was going to just pull a couple of tips out of the air quickly it would be daydream okay because that's a fantastic way to really get into your story and into your characters read a lot because you learn loads while you're reading how other authors do things you might not even think you're learning but you definitely are and write whenever you get the chance it doesn't matter if it's a diary or a journal a notebook whatever you're doing but just make sure that you're writing a little bit all the time that would be great that's my best tips but check out the website and the competition as well definitely did you ever think you'd be a writer I used to dream about it so much when I when I was your age it was all I wanted to do really but I kind of had given up on that dream a little bit by the time it started to happen. You know, I grew up, I was busy doing other jobs. I was working for magazines. I was teaching, freelancing as an illustrator. And I was doing a little bit of magazine writing and that, you know, that made me happy. And I thought that might be as much as ever happened, really. And I kind of had given up on the writing a book thing. I thought that might not happen. 
and then it kind of did just when I least expected it and it was just it was just down to one daydream that would not go away and had to be written down and now I'm actually doing the dream and you know it really did come true it just took quite a long time to happen but I don't know probably when when I was 10 11 12 I, I thoroughly believed that I would be a writer but then later on wasn't quite so sure if it could really happen but it, it it can the thing about dreams is they don't have a sell by date they don't go out of date if you hang on really tightly to your dreams and work really hard to make them happen they can happen even if it takes quite a long time so go for it thank you